I'm excited about how I'm able to deal with my common everyday things in my life, my anxiety, my mm. my, my thoughts of the future, mm-hmm. you know, my trepidations, mm-hmm. you know, my fear, mm-hmm. you know, and taking it to the throne mm-hmm. and being able to lay it at the foot of the cross and be able to work things out and have the Holy Spirit come in and give me that peace that Paul talks about in Philippians 4.13 mm-hmm. that surpasses all understanding, which then will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. not outside. That's what I'm excited about. Mm. And that's the coolest thing with the focus on discipleship at the most excellent way, because mm-hmm. the simple fact is too many people, we get caught up in this life of this is who I am. They don't understand positional truth. So they think mm-hmm. they're an alcoholic. They think they're an addict, whatever it's gambling, food, mm-hmm. sex, porn, whatever the situation is, mm-hmm. their, their, their body, their, their, their self-esteem. They think that's who they are and that's who they'll remain. And we're talking about believers. Yeah. We're talking about believers. Mm-hmm. Positional truth in its simplest way to describe it is what God says you are is who you are. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Morning Star Podcast, where we engage in meaningful conversations that display God's handiwork and encourage you to live a Jesus-first life. This episode is all about sharing the story of God's faithfulness through personal testimony. So let's jump in. everyone and welcome to the Morning Star podcast. I am your host Jacob Mayhew and I have with me today the illustrious Tom Casey. That's a big word for <laughs> such a simple person as myself. Illustrious. Yes. yes. Um, More like nefarious, but I'll, 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 I'll go with his. <laughs> yes. Illustrious certainly sounds nicer on the resume than nefarious, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Tom, I have the privilege of uh, getting to know you um, mostly, I think, through random interactions and Sundays and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but also through um, men's discipleship okay. um, during that time. And I we had a, several conversations. You're in my small group that we did several mm-hmm. times there. And I was really blessed to get to know you and hear a bit about um, your heart for the Lord and your heart for uh, his people. Yeah. And so I'm just really excited to have you on this podcast. Wow. This um, is... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, but first, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How long have you been at Morningstar? Okay. What do you do? What's that shirt you're wearing? You know, Thank I know. Thank you. Yes. Right? The most excellent way and so that's the ministry that I'm privileged. Should I just look at you or does You can matter? look at either. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. I'll just look at you. Okay. Okay. So the most excellent way, it's a ministry we started in 1986. We just started it here at Morningstar, um, the beginning of this year, yeah. 2023. Previously, we had done Celebrate Recovery. Mm-hmm. September would have been 16 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So big change. Mm -hmm. The main reason is the fact that the most excellent way is a ministry, it's a discipleship ministry Mm -hmm. and not a recovery program. Mm -hmm. It's kind of amazing when people go, well, aren't you, don't you deal with people with who are in recovery? And I say, yes, but as Mm -hmm. Christians, there is only one panacea. Mm-hmm. And that's Jesus Christ. Amen. See, everything else is a 12-step program, mm-hmm. whether it's AA, NA, or CR. We're a one-step program. It's Jesus, period, end quote. It's Jesus plus nothing is everything. Jesus plus anything is nothing. And what happens to most individuals when they get into these secular groups, even though Celebrate Recovery is Christian-based, yeah. mm-hmm. um, it has a propensity to just get to be more focused on man's opinion. Hmm. At, at 
mm-hmm. the most excellent way. We have all we have ten attitudes of victorious living, mm-hmm. all based on the uh, um, Matthew chapter five verses three through eleven, commonly known as the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so each lesson, we just did one on honesty. Mm-hmm. We take a section of scripture. Mm-hmm. And instead of having a teaching, it's more of an inductive Bible study. Okay. And, and what is an inductive Bible study? An inductive Bible study is when we read over a certain con, uh, section of scripture mm-hmm. and in, and looking deeper at it, the context, what is going on in that chapter, in that book, in the confines of the context of who's the author, who's he writing to, and what's his main premise to the people he's writing to. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is an inductive, we actually go in and we simply take what scripture says without putting our opinion on top of it. Mm-hmm. We exegesis, we exit it, we pull out from it the truth instead of eisegesis or we put our opinion on it. Mm-hmm. So what that does for individuals is we keep them focused on what the scripture says, mm-hmm. not what you think about it, but we allow the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to lead. Now, yes, as we ensure that myself and other of our staffers, mm-hmm. who, um, they're well-vested, they're mature in the word, so we just don't allow people to go off on tangents. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, how long have you been um, doing uh, Most Excellent Way, Celebrate Recovery, whatever it's been at I've been in, okay, so I've been at Morningstar since 2005. Mm-hmm. I've been on staff since 2014. So this is my ninth year okay. here on staff. Okay. Ninth year of staff. Nine year on staff. And then whatever, you do the math. 18, Five, there I it believe. is. Yep. 18 years at, at mm-hmm. MSTAR. And it's been a, a, a blessing. It's been a, it's been a phenomenal ride. And yes, men's mm-hmm. discipleship has been a big part of my life here. Mm-hmm. Um, working, I did riot for 10 some odd years. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was great. You loved youth ministry. Actually, overall, I did 20 years and mm-hmm. out of the counting another church and here at MSTAR. Oh, okay. Yeah. So nice. I love youth ministry. I love kids, mm-hmm. but. Um, young adults like yourself and others, but men are my main focus. Mm-hmm. And so, but at the same time, since I am a man who's dealt with recovery issues, so I didn't get saved until I was 30. Mm. And so from the time of my first consumption of alcohol, I'll put it to you this way. Here's a mm-hmm. quick synopsis of what I was prior to coming to the Lord. Sure. First time I was arrested, I was eight years old selling drugs. I boosted or stole my first car, GTA, at 10. And then I was inducted into the gangs of East LA. So I'm from mm-hmm. Los Angeles, California, con los vatos locos, orale eses. Um, <laughs> yes, that's, you know, puedo hablar en español. Um, but the, the cool thing is... Uh, um, that lifestyle, it was a parasitic lifestyle. It was all based in fear. It was all based in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I was one of the last generations that I got in so much trouble. I was looking at a lot of years behind bars. And actually, I spent a lot of years behind bars prior to the, my 18th birthday mm-hmm. in CYA. It's not what you think. It's California Youth Authority. Okay. And so I basically just was in and out of correctional institutions because of gangs, drugs, and all those related nefarious things because criminal lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Then uh, I was given an opportunity, prison or military. So I took the military, went in, served in the Air Force, uh, did four and a half years, got out honorably. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to a lifestyle of uh, criminality. And so then- You were how old at this time? Just to help me track. So 24. Four. 24. Yeah. Okay. When I got out of the Air Force and then I went back to Southern California, got back involved with um, the gang life and the whole 
the criminality that goes with that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, got in trouble again. And so I was absconding from the law, came up to Oregon. A friend of mine who I'd known from the military was up here already. Mm-hmm. And so I moved up here, you know, running away. I didn't want to go back to prison. Mm-hmm. But right before I left, I went to what I thought was a regular concert hmm. at Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California. Okay. And the music of the concert was the worst music I'd ever heard in my life. <laughs> totally blue chunks. So I was getting ready to get up and leave. Uh-huh. And the individual who invited me say, no, no, just wait for it. Just, just, just wait. I said, okay. And out comes shuffling on the stage, this older guy balding with a Bermuda, a Bermuda shirt on, Bermuda shorts, excuse me, Hawaiian t-shirt and flops. Yeah. And this big old worn out book that ended up being a Bible. Uh-huh. And I said, oh no, ah, uh, this is a church. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it turned out to be Chuck Smith. Okay. And so, I was ready to leave. I was mm-hmm. just tired. I didn't want to hear any of this stuff. I was born and raised Catholic. And mm-hmm. so uh, I was a really good Catholic. Um, by that, I mean, I actually did absolutely nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> never read the Bible. Never knew nothing about uh-huh. scripture. But as soon as this man put the Bible down on the pulpit and opened it up, it was as the whole audience, the whole world, in fact, just came down to myopic, me and him. He huh. told my story. Told, talked about my brokenness, my longing to be accepted, hmm. uh, things I did that I knew that were wrong, but I couldn't help myself, things mm-hmm. I ingested. Um, and then uh, he had the proverbial altar call. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going because I knew I wasn't going to go walk down there with all those other guys or gals. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, I'm climbing over people. I'm literally walking on wow. people. And I get down there. And uh, gave the altar call, um, asked, if you're ready, now that you've left your seat, you need to give it all to Jesus. Well, uh-huh. I took that very literally. So I reached into my leather jacket and I pulled out my stash of drugs and I threw that on the stage. And then I reached mm-hmm. over and I pulled out my gun and I threw that out on the stage mm-hmm. and I just gave my life to Jesus. Wow. Haven't looked back since. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I love the, I love that you took that literally. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Ever since I've come to the Lord, I, I, I'm very literal. Yeah. You know, I was literal in the world though. I was a literally a bad guy. Mm. You know, there's, there's a reason why I was incarcerated. Mm-hmm. You, you know, people say they were innocent and no, I was never innocent. Yeah. I wasn't from um, the time I did my first crime. So I wanted to delve into your mindset a little bit back yeah. before you were in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the like motivation phrases I heard you mm-hmm. use, you said uh, it was a very fear-driven lifestyle. Fear-based, totally. Also, yeah. there was like a sense of belonging. Yes. Um, so what you see in Hollywood and the movies about gangs, mm-hmm. majority of it's all rubbish. Makes for sense. The, you're an earner. So when you get indoctrinated in, mm-hmm. okay, uh, Hollywood would present it as this honor code, as this system where they'll take one another, take care of each other and this brotherhood. And mm-hmm. there is no honor among criminals. Mm-hmm. The main thing is you become an earner. And by that, you have to bring in an X amount of money hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. You just have to. And uh, you just start doing various things. And the belonging ends up becoming just a job. You just mm-hmm. become a, a a part of the machine, a cog in the wheel, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, it just, it's a, it's a, it's a spin. It's a tailspin down to darkness. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I learned, unfortunately, um, I was taught that people 
just became objects. They weren't people because we mm. couldn't do what we did to people. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. the, you know, they had no value. They had no worth. They were just a means to make mm. To make and, money. And that's the whole part of talking about doing things that you know were wrong. Knowing that they were wrong. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to be a tough guy. You wanted to fit in. Um, because of my uh, the lack of melanin in my skin, um, I always fought all my life. Mm-hmm. I was beat up a lot. And mm-hmm. I got tough. Um, not yeah. because I'm a tough guy. It's mm-hmm. just because I got beat up a lot. Yeah. And so I learned how to fight. And so... Um, <laughs> I've never said this publicly, but I'll say it now. Okay. So my nickname in the gang was Popcorn. <laughs> Didn't that sound cute? Oh, yeah. But you know why? Nice and cuddly. You know why? Because when it got hot, I went off. Ah. ah. That's a clever nickname. Pop. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happened. I would just pop. I would mm-hmm. go off or I would snap, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, but unfortunately, as we know, that kind of lifestyle, um, I left home when I was 15. My mom yeah. did what she could, but she was, uh, she had her own demons. She yeah. was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and so I didn't have a lifestyle. I didn't have uh, my biologicals. So my mom got pregnant. This is back in the sixties, even though mm-hmm. it's free love and all that. And so she got pregnant, um, in Boston, of course, met my Irish dad where at a bar, of course, you know, it's all stereotypical. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. You know, it's just like, hey, um, she got pregnant. But at the same time, they were very uh, solid Catholics. And so they mm. disowned her. Mm-hmm. They didn't know how else. That's just what they did. Yeah. And so she got on a bus, came to Los Angeles, didn't know anyone and made a life of her own. Hmm. But unfortunately, she drank. And what that led to, I was a latchkey baby, I guess, way before that term came around, came about. Mm-hmm. But I left home when I was 15. I moved in with my girlfriend. I know. It sounds bad. Um, but I was in the gangs. I was already making money. Mm-hmm. I was just doing things that just weren't right. Mm-hmm. And I was always in trouble with the law. And that was another thing with my mom because yeah. I was in trouble with the law, doing drugs, et cetera. She, um, we just didn't get along. Mm-hmm. And so footnote on that is I was blessed. Um, after all the gray hairs I gave that, that woman, mm. I was blessed to lead her to the Lord. Really? Yeah. Five years before she passed. Wow. And it was the most um, phenomenal time of my life, short of my kids. Yeah. Um, leading them to the Lord. That was the most edifying experience of my life because wow. uh, uh, my mom was hardcore um, c- Catholic. She had actually yeah. witnessed, you know, the English come hang her grandfather. Wow. And so... Um, so it's, it's kind of like the Israeli Palestinian thing. We don't really get that same mm-hmm. thing with the Irish English thing. We yeah. really don't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's more than just religion. It is religion, but it's politics, it's long history culture. and culture, culture. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so to have her come to the Lord, that changed the dynamic of our family. Really? Oh yeah. The whole, we have a pretty extended family. My mom, mom is one of 15. Holy um, it cow. was 16, but, uh, one died when like, um, under the age of one, two years old. So, oh, okay. so they had 15, mm-hmm. you know, one of 15. Um, she was a third from the baby. Um, so whatever, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, third youngest, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was pretty amazing because everyone knew what I was. I was the extreme bad sheep of the family, you know, mm-hmm. in and out of whatever, you know, trouble. And, and, and then when I got clean and sober, and uh, uh, because of the Lord, that's what mm-hmm. did it. 
Um, then my mom and everyone were just waiting, 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 waiting. Cause they know it's not going to last. Yeah. It's not going to last. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. And then they just saw the miracle that really is God. They saw me go into youth ministry, go to Bible college. Hmm. They watched all these things happen. And one day I was down, um, in Southern Cal taking care of some business. Me and my mom, we just had a heart to heart. She's just sitting there smoking her cigarette and she was always having just, that's, that's how I remember her, you know, hmm. she had this wild gift mm-hmm. so she could actually smoke a cigarette leave it in her mouth and it was it was it was hypnotic because the ash would get longer and longer as the cigarette burnt and it would start to bend and you'd wait for it to break it never did and at oh, just man. this opportune time yeah. she'd reach in grab it flick it and put it back in her mouth you go oh my gosh and as a kid it's an, it's an amazing thing yeah of course yeah. of course mm-hmm. you know um just don't smoke yeah uh smoking's bad mm-hmm. uh i don't know that's that's our public announcement, service yes, announcement, yes. right? There's our Morning PSA. Does not endorse yeah. cigarettes or drugs. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I was blessed to lead of the Lord, and mm-hmm. uh, it was amazing because uh, she goes, "Well, let's use my Bible." I go, "My Bible? You don't own a Bible?" We did. We wow. had the old Catholic, the big wrapped in cellophane that's never been opened. The family Bible. It is, yeah, yeah. and it was amazing. It's like we undid it like it was sacrosanct i didn't even think the plastic came off you know it was like wow. bubbled and mm-hmm. and so we open it up and it's a jerusalem bible it is a catholic bible but you mm-hmm. know the only difference is it has the apocrypha 13 extra yeah. books added at the end mm-hmm. so we just went um i just you know walked her down the the traditional Romans road. And when we ended up at you know romans 10 9 you know mm-hmm. if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that G- uh, that that, that that Jesus died and God the, and God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Mm-hmm. And she goes and she's reading it. She goes, Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's and she's sitting there. Well, yes, I I, I believe it's Jesus. I go, It's Jesus plus nothing, Mom. It's not mm-hmm. the Pope. It's not the priest. Mm-hmm. It's just your faith. Your justifi- It's justification through faith alone. Mm-hmm. And you know, we went to Ephesians two eight and nine, and then down into ten, yeah. and then we went back through Colossians chapter two, and mm-hmm. and it was amazing because she's crying. I'm mm-hmm. crying. Cause she's crying because she's like going, how do you know all this? I go, I read the Bible mm-hmm. and she, and, and she, and like as a parent, like, cause now she's lucid. She's, you know, she's not, she's sober yeah. and she's just crying. Cause I know this pain when you're, when you see your kids excelling with something you didn't help them or you wanted them to do. Mm. And she's looking at this change man second mm-hmm. corinthians five seventeen. Which you know is? i am a new creation yeah. the old is gone behold the new has come mm-hmm. you know and uh you know paul takes that right out of ezekiel eleven nineteen and ezekiel 36 26 where it says that he will remove your heart of stone and he will mm. put in a beating heart of flesh and he will give us his spirit so that we will be able to obey his law mm-hmm. and so that's why then paul takes it up again in first corinthians six nineteen, where he goes you or the temple of the Holy Spirit. You yeah. are not your own. You've been bought with a price, and the price is the precious blood, shed blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it was just a phenomenal experience. As as much as I'm ecstatic about my kids, you know, all all of them know the Lord. That's good. But yeah, but the thing with my mom, because all, all the stuff I put her through, all the horrendous mm-hmm. times, the the years of just the. Yeah, you know, being shot, locked up, uh, the whole nine yards, all yeah. that stuff, you know, the gang life and and just to have her knowing that she's in now she's in heaven. Mm-hmm. And when I get to heaven, I'm going to be able to see my mom. That's so That is cool. like the yeah. coolest thing. And, and I'm really pumped about that. That's such like a God story. It and is. he's like taking this relationship that has been damaged by so so much crap. Yes. And then yes. redeeming it and yes. so that you guys like 
the majority of the time you spend together will be an eternity together in a restored relationship. Exactly. It's going to be so beautiful. I'm, I am so pumped. And that's one reason why I love what I do. Um, Mm. you know, in this, uh, in this discipleship ministry, um, the most excellent way that's out of first Corinthians 12, Mm -hmm. you know, wall goes into 13, you know, and now I will show you the most excellent way. Mm. And then Paul goes in those next 13 verses talking about what love, Love. Mm -hmm. you know, and then he ends with, you know, and now these three remain faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Why? First um, John 4, 8, because God is love. Yeah. God doesn't do love. God mm-hmm. is love. We only love First John 4, 19 because he first loved us. us. Mm-hmm. And that's an amazing concept. And so... Um, I didn't have that until I had the spirit of God in me. Mm. In fact, scripturally, mm. none of us have free will until and only we receive Jesus because mm. then We're, we know right from wrong. Yeah. Then we can make a determination. We're no longer slaves to We're sin. We're no longer slaves to sin. Mm-hmm. There it is. We've been set free. Isaiah 61. You know, that's, it's an amazing concept. And, 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 and in re, I'll say recovery ministry, because I keep on saying discipleship, people go, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, just to be clear, the most excellent way CR recovery ministries. Yes. Um, but most excellent way is taking a discipleship focus. Discipleship focus. Yeah. Thank you. Better way of saying it. And it's, it's, it's for people of, of all stripes. Mm-hmm. It, we don't focus on just drugs and alcohol. We yeah. focus on behavioral issues, mm-hmm. everything from um, eating disorders, behavioral issues, such as self-esteem, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, anger issues, uh, uh, um, anxiety, just the things that are common to every person. Mm-hmm. You know, God has the ultimate answer. It's him. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. When people, I, I was just, uh, um, just this morning, unfortunately, there's this one individual and like, there's many, this is just a common occurrence. Mm-hmm. They call me up and they go, but Tom, you don't get it. You don't understand. You know, he was inebriated yeah. and he goes, I, I can't live without alcohol. And he's talking to a guy who he's, drank. Yeah. I, you know, and he's, you know, he's drunk. He's yeah. just saying, no, I just can't, I can't stop drinking. He goes, mm-hmm. you don't get it. He goes, because he looks at me now. And he mm-hmm. thinks, you know, because I don't always just tell my story. I don't yeah. always just, they hear all these scripture coming out of me and they, you know, mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. me doing all these things, you know, the street ministry on Thursdays and Fridays, going downtown, handing out Bibles and no, let's help feed the homeless and do all this. And they think, you know, I'm mm-hmm. just this goody two shoes and that's how I raised. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't the, the case at all. I mm-hmm. have a rap sheet a mile long. Mm-hmm. You know, I went from a man of violence to a man of peace. I went from a man of action to a man of Isaiah, or excuse me, um, Psalm 42.10, to a man who can be still mm. and know that he is God. Amen. And so that, that because uh, people look at me as this whirlwind, you know, out of Hosea, whoosh, you know, the wind, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have the whirlwind. But in actuality, um, the excitement the exuberance I have now is really the effervescence of the Holy spirit mm-hmm. coming out of me. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that I try to um, stir up. I, mm-hmm. I, well, even though, you know, Paul tells Timothy, stir up your gifts, mm-hmm. but I don't stir up the excitement. I'm excited that I'm not only going to heaven, which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's, let's don't ever, you know, just like glaze over that. 
but I'm excited about how I'm able to deal with my common everyday things in my life, my anxiety, my mm-hmm. my, my thoughts of the future, mm-hmm. you know, my trepidations, mm-hmm. you know, my fear, mm-hmm. you know, and taking it to the throne mm-hmm. and being able to lay it at the foot of the cross and be able to work things out and have the Holy Spirit come in and give me that peace that Paul talks about in Philippians 4, 3, mm-hmm. 4.13 that surpasses all understanding, which then will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, not mm-hmm. outside. That's what I'm excited about. Mm. And that's the coolest thing with the focus on discipleship at the most excellent way, because mm-hmm. the simple fact is too many people, we get caught up in this life of this is who I am. They don't understand positional truth. So they think mm-hmm. they're an alcoholic. They think they're an addict, whatever it's gambling, food, mm-hmm. sex, porn, whatever the situation is, mm-hmm. they, their, their, their body, their, their, their self-esteem. They think that's who they are and that's who they'll remain. And we're talking about believers. Yeah. We're talking about believers. Mm-hmm. Positional truth in its simplest way to describe it is what God says you are is who you are. Mm-hmm. He so is the truth, not he us. He is the truth. Yeah. That's John 14, 6. I am the way, mm-hmm. the truth, and the life. No one can come to me until or unless the Father who sent me draws them to me, and I will mm-hmm. raise them up on the last day. And the positional truth, when God says that you're loved, guess what? Mm-hmm. You're loved. Mm-hmm. When he says that you're holy, that you're perfect, that you're pure. Now, of course, we don't feel that way. We don't look that way. But yeah. when God says it, and if we're a believer, and if we've claimed, if we've received Jesus Christ, you can't really claim him because mm-hmm. he is, he's God no matter what. You can yeah. receive him mm-hmm. as he is. He's God. He's sovereign. He He is. He doesn't need us to make him into something. The glory is his forever. But Amen. when we start to receive those promises, you know, people don't understand the power in the promises of God. What is it? Uh, Joshua 21, 45, not one of any of God's promises has failed. Then mm-hmm. it takes it another step. Um, what is it? First Kings 856. It says not one word of any of his promises have failed. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just a wild concept? Mm-hmm. That yeah. is just, you know, like the psalmist crimes out. What is it? Um, Psalm 11950. He says, my comfort in my affliction is that your promise preserves my life. Mm-hmm. And let's jump all the way into the New Testament. Yeah. What does Paul say? Second Corinthians 1.20. He says, all the promises of God find their yes in Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's why we are able to utter the amen to God the Father. Yes. And just knowing that there's promises for us for health, mm-hmm. this for, for longevity, but not longevity in the sense of it's a steadfast love. There's I think sometimes we all of us, and I was a big I was polluted with this idea of the, of the name it and claim it, the pr- prosperity gospel, for the lack mm-hmm. of a better mm-hmm. term. Was this before you came or to? Uh, I think it was after I came because okay. I wasn't discipled yet. So I hadn't gone Got to it. Bible college and I was just uh, I was just a newbie Christian. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are doing uh, just the name it and claim it. You know, all you have to do is, and they take the positional truth that, you know, the big three, who doesn't want wealth? Who doesn't want health? Who doesn't want happiness? Yeah. You know, and the Bible, if I can, can I just say one thing about happiness? Please do. Okay. The Bible does not, God does not offer proper happiness. What he does is offer us contentment. Mm-hmm. Well, contentment, here's the big difference. Happiness is promised in our constitution. We have the right to pursue happiness. And that's mm-hmm. a horse that you'll never catch. Mm-hmm. Conversely, 
Contentment is being happy, or excuse me, being satisfied with what you have. Yeah. Because if we're not satisfied with what we have and who we are, Mm -hmm. there is no way we could ever be satiated or edified or satisfied with this next thing Mm -hmm. that we think the next shiny thing in our life. And what God gives us is that contentment to understand who he is, what we are, what he says he is, and what he says we are is the truth. So when he says Mm -hmm. that you're loved, majority of all my stuff before I came to the Lord was fear-based because that's first John, right? Mm -hmm. Where he says what? That fear has to do with punishment, Mm -hmm. but without punishment, without fear, excuse me, there is no punishment. So we get Mm -hmm. wrapped up in this fear-based. Fear is, you know, there's a difference between reverence and fear because one mm-hmm. of my favorite books of the Bible is Proverbs. And um, so what is it? Proverbs 1, 7 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and fools despise this. And so we look at God as being afraid, but that word fear in Hebrew is reverence. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. an appreciation of the magnitude, of the majesticness, of the glory mm-hmm. of the creator of mm-hmm. everything. And there's certainly an understanding yes. of his power. Of there. his power there. Yeah. And yes, yes. You know, we should, you know, uh, we, we should have that reverential fear, but not a cowering fear. Mm-hmm. Because Hebrews tells us what? That we can boldly come before the throne of God. Mm-hmm. So we can run right in there in the midst of anything going on and jump into our father's lap, Abba, and Mm. cry out, daddy. Yes. And that's, that is the main thing with the way we try to present the way as it's, 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 it's not, um, it's not a name and claim it. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a time of meditation. It's true discipleship of getting in the word and allowing God Mm -hmm. interacting with someone else Mm -hmm. saying, Hey, I'm going through something. Yeah. Well, so am I. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, cool. Let's partner together. Yeah. You know, we're two or more gathered, right? He's right there. Mm -hmm. That's what scripture teaches. And then when we don't forsake the gathering of one with one another, Hebrews 10, 25, whether it's going to church, uh, I'm coming together for Bible studies, uh, Mm -hmm. um, or the way or, or some other, um, like what's going on this weekend? We have the garage sale. That's a powerful ministry. It's not we're just selling things. Mm -hmm. We have all these kids dedicating a section, an epoch of their life so that they can, um, um, propagate the gospel so that they can earn enough money so that they can go on these mission trips. And the yeah. mission trips are just phenomenal. Did you ever go on mission trips as a kid? Uh, I No, I didn't really have those opportunities growing up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Were you were you saved growing up? Uh, in Christian or raised mm-hmm. in the church? I'm sorry. It's complicated. I okay. would say no. Okay. Okay. Me neither. And so, uh, so I totally get, I, mm-hmm. I totally understand where, where yeah. you're coming from. And so to watch the opportunity and to witness the opportunity of these young men and these young women being not just exposed to the gospel, but, but working out their faith, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just saying, Oh, wow. You know, I get to do these things. I get to do these things Mm -hmm. so that I can go serve others. It's an amazing concept because my concept at their age, I was a taker. Mm -hmm. I I would just take things from people. Mm-hmm. To, to satiate or to satisfy my, mm-hmm. my, 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 my fleshly needs, mm-hmm. but they're learning how to be givers. Mm-hmm. Jesus himself says what? It is better to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. And so I love what's going on. So back to me. So mm-hmm. 
got my mom saved. That was, I didn't get her saved. So it was the Holy yes. Spirit. I took the opportunity. God uh, used it. Uh, God used it. Yeah, it's yeah. John 3, 8. You know, um, the, the wind blows where, he may, where, where it may, and no one knows where it comes from, where it goes. But it's the power of the Holy Spirit that just blows into our lives. And it's that mm -hmm. oil of the Holy Spirit that anoints our lives. And it's that water of the Holy Spirit that cleanses us. Mm -hmm. And it's a powerful concept. So uh, let's see. Got my mom saved, time in the military, came up here um, to M-Star, like I said, in 2005 after yep. going through a divorce in 2000. Mm -hmm. And At so- At some point you went in there to Bible school? Yeah, when I was married. And okay. so Eugene Bible College now is called Northwest- uh, mm -hmm. uh, North, Northwest, Northwest Christian? Christian. No, yeah. North- Gosh, they're going to hate me because they were there. Like, it's something university. Yeah. So no, I'm sorry, guys. Like sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I'm not an alumni. So there it is. <laughs> sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, full disclosure. It's not Jacob Swallow. I you know, should know these things, mister, mm -hmm. if you're going to do a podcast. Don't you know? <laughs> Don't you have notes? Yeah. We have these minions who are just back here on these laptops. They're talking to yes. us as we're there fact checking all these things. Uh, uh, yeah. Went to Bible college and then. Um, uh, did Youth for Christ for six years. Okay. Yeah, it's an outreach to, uh, I did uh, uh, um, high school. Is that kind of like YWAMI? It, no, uh, not why. It's, it's it's like Young Life. Oh, okay. So okay. it's similar to Young Life. Okay. okay. So Youth for Christ, Young Life, mm -hmm. and very similar. Very and so, middle school, high school focused. Yeah, yeah. Our, mine was mainly high school focused. Okay. And so, you know, we'd have the burger bashes. We just, you know, we do our mm -hmm. club nights and, and we do the fun stuff, the icebreakers, the crowd breakers, and then we'd always mm -hmm. share the gospel. Mm -hmm. You know, and then plant kids in churches. Mm -hmm. That was our main goal. Mm -hmm. And so I did that for six years. And then uh had my construction company for over 20 years. Mm. And then, um, yeah, then uh, got divorced, mm -hmm. put myself um, in a, on the shelf. Like most people who go through uh, a traumatic mm -hmm. experience, especially when it's, you know, a divorce, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, I'm fully in the camp that God hates divorce and I know why yeah. he doesn't hate the people who go through it. Just what happens to them, mm. Mm -hmm. the kids, the individuals, the, mm -hmm. this, just, just, uh, just the, uh, the whole, uh, everything gets blown apart. Mm -hmm. So I thought I could never minister again. So I, I just backed out of, out of ministry totally. Mm. Um, and if it wasn't for the fact that, um, I, it was, I had my kids every weekend. That's how I got to Morningstar. Hmm. We had moved up here. I had moved up here. Um, um, you know, I'd, I'm doing construction. I'm building houses. I'm doing, mm -hmm. you know, finished work, finished carpentry work. And uh, the church that we were going to, I'm not going to mention the name, mm -hmm. but it's, it's a solid church, but they just had some issues. Mm -hmm. And so my kids weren't happy. And mm -hmm. so I said, oh, and so I was working for a client, you know, during, during the week and I was telling them the issues, you know, I got to find a church. And I was working over at Battle Creek mm -hmm. and you talk about a God ordained appointment. They go, have you ever heard of Morningstar? I'm like, what? They go, well, if you get off I-5, it's right there it's on the corner of 27th, yeah. you know, and, and Coopler. It's right there. I'm going, mm -hmm. it has a fountain. I'm going, oh, that's a church? We didn't have the cross out there. They didn't have the cross oh, really? out there. Okay. Yeah, and that's yeah. a whole cool story. You want me to give you a little story on, this cro on the um, cross? Maybe no. in a minute. I'll come okay. back to it. So um, they just uh, told me about Morningstar. Mm -hmm. They they were going here, and I said, oh, okay. And they go, and they go I'm pretty sure they have a really big youth thing. And so I brought my kids here. Mm -hmm. And it was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And first time I ever sat um, there and, and Pastor Scott taught, I said, holy crap, mm -hmm. this is awesome. You know, he's a great expositor and knows the word. Um, him and I, we aligned um, 
um, theologically, and I was just saying, this is solid. And um, next thing you know, um, I'm getting more and more involved, uh, but I had a lot of issues still, Mm. because I'd gone through the divorce, I'd never Mm -hmm. dealt with, I wasn't drinking and drugging, but I had... I just had other issues. Yeah. Do you want to, are you comfortable delving into the nature of those yeah, at all? I'm fine yeah. with it. I was, like I said, um, um, I was uh, uh, overbearing, hmm. um, intimidating, um, um, prone to violence. Like hmm. not, not like just beating up people, but um, I had a few fisticuffs, a couple of Donnie Brooks and um, hmm. um, I was just that type of guy. And so um and at the time, our executive pastor, uh, Ken, just said, hey, you know, you need to go to celebrate recovery. Mm. What? I go, I'm not a drunk. I'm not, I go, I don't drink or drug anything. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, but it's all the other stuff. And and so I started going there and I started dealing with these unresolved issues. Mm-hmm. Issues really it was everything from fear, anxiety, mm-hmm. um, lack of self-esteem, lack of self-worth, um, comparing myself because I was divorced. Mm-hmm. I was automatically excluded from ministry. I didn't think I have anything to give. Mm-hmm. And so God just turned that. And one of the things that was just so amazing is three years after I was on staff, um, I was really convicted because out of everything, I had a porn, I had a, I had a very severe porn addiction. Hmm. And so I was on staff. I was at CR for three years. And of course, um, I was just convicted. So I marched into his office and, uh, and I just said, Hey, in my mind, I'm fired. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, you know, I just got to let our pastor know I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm unworthy. This mm-hmm. is what, you know, this is what I'm doing. I can't lead. I can't do anything. You know, I shouldn't be, you know, in any, any, any facet of leadership. Mm-hmm. And he listened to me. He goes, are you, are you still at CR? I go, oh yeah. And he goes, all right, well then deal with it. Good. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I go, but aren't you and literally, and I asked him, I go, but aren't you going to fire me? He goes, is that what you want? <laughs> But see, I had this yeah. punishment, you know, uh-huh. fear-based, like you're not a first John. Yeah. You know, I had this, I had the fear, so I needed the punishment mm-hmm. or I thought I deserved it. Yeah. Because, you know, God, I had that whack, I still had the, um, I still had that whack-a-mole view of God. Like mm-hmm. I, when I sin, he's just going to smack me with a mallet. Yeah. Right. And I sin a lot. So he's smacking me all the time. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't him, it was the enemy of our soul. Mm-hmm. It was Satan. And so, uh, uh, it was one of the most edifying experiences of my life. I got a lot of grace and then I just, um, you know, again, it's God's grace, God's mercy, God's power, um, combated that. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I went on to help other guys and, uh, just, just in, you know, in kids too, when I was doing youth ministry and, mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 it was, it was a powerful uh, tool, especially when I was, you know, cause I was so humbled because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm on staff, I'm working in leadership, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm working with, you know, with, with high schoolers and then, you know, and I had to repent. I, mm-hmm. I, I took my, my D group aside. Um, see, that was on a Wednesday. Yeah, it was, yeah, I think it was, it was the following Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know, at riot, you know, with my guys. And I just had to tell them, say, Hey guys, I want, you to know, I just got to repent. Um, I've just been living a facade, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just been, you know, using pornography. And then one by one, each one of my guys go, really? Me too. Me yeah. too. Well, what mm-hmm. are we? And they asked me, they go, well, what are we going to do? Yeah. I went, wow. And, uh, I'll never forget that. It was just a phenomenal time. Still is. Um, mm-hmm. um, because there's just something how God never wastes a hurt. Yeah. He always he always utilizes every aspect of our lives. Man. Every every brokenness, every yeah. situation, he just brings that 
into it always ends up bringing him glory yeah because i i look on the surface and i was so afraid what people would think you mm-hmm. know you're on staff and oh you have a porn addiction oh yeah. my goodness and i thought you were like saved from all that stuff i thought you were a good guy now and et cetera et cetera mm-hmm. right and so that 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 was a transforming um, a discipleship moment. It really was. And it taught me a lot about extending grace mm-hmm. and about not just dropping the hammer and being a whack-a-mole. Mm-hmm. And then, so going forward, um, staying, staying at Celebrate Recovery and then leading it for the last eight years mm-hmm. up until we, I changed, you know, led by the Holy Spirit. It wasn't, yeah. I didn't do this yeah. in the vacuum. I didn't do this in my prayer closet. Yeah. Woke <laughs> up one, one morning. Yeah. yeah. Roll the yeah. dice. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tarot cards. No, <laughs> Mo, um, and so yeah, working with Pastor John, our executive pastor, and just letting him know that you know I'd been wanting to do this for a number of years, hmm. and um, you know a lot of prayer, taking it to the board, and just talking. It's again, so for those who don't know, um, we we really have a way of doing things here that's biblically sound. Okay, I just want to make sure yeah. that it's not just me, just or anyone on on staff, just making a decision on their own. Yeah, we have a, a episode that um, released on March first, I okay. believe, and about talking with our elders, good, several elders. So good. if you want to learn more about that, go back yeah. and listen to that one. Yeah, yeah, and I'm really blessed to know all the elders mm-hmm. and, and they're men of God. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So then, continuing on, um, um, I used to not only. Uh, work for the church, which I still do, mm-hmm. but I used to live here. God, I lived here for, uh, on site for over 10 years, 12 mm-hmm. years. In that house out Yeah. Front. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And so, yeah. So it was like, uh, I did, I did every facet of ministry here. So I did everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they hired me from my construction, um, to do maintenance to, um, uh, youth ministry, of course, then, uh, um, celebrate recovery and then now the way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I've been, I've been pretty blessed. Okay. I've been pretty okay. blessed. Um, so I know, uh, if you're comfortable, I want to delve a little bit and talk more about porn addiction. Yeah. Um, cause I know that that's a problem that is endemic, not just in our culture, but even mm-hmm. in, in the church. Oh yeah. Most um, definitely worldwide. I, yeah. a, I yeah. don't have the statistics off the top of my yeah. head. They're yeah. just uh, very large yeah. is my understanding. Yeah. So, um, what would you say to someone who right now is maybe working through a porn addiction? Okay. Real simple. Assuming they're a believer. Yeah. Okay. Well, believer or not, okay. uh, obviously, uh, not obviously, but believer or not, mm-hmm. finding a safe individual to be honest with, um, mm-hmm. without total honesty, it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Now, of course, for an unbeliever, um, it only can go so far because mm-hmm. you can't be fully honest about anything unless you are a believer. And I know that sounds like what? Because what I said earlier about no free will, people, that's that's a big debate. I don't want to delve into the theology of that. Mm-hmm. But without the Holy Spirit, without being set free, there's a, there's a reason why Scripture is replete with... Um, releasing us from, from bonds, breaking the feather fetters, F E T T E R S, not feathers, but fetters, chains, (laughs) chains. um, the binds, letting us out the prisoners, the prisoners Mm -hmm. are set free. Yeah. So that's where the free will comes. Once you are set free, cause like, you know, uh, what is it? John eight 32, he who is the sun sets free is free. Indeed. There it is. And so, so, 
I'll just focus on believers, but unbelievers, I don't ever want to leave out. That's the thing. That's my heart. Um, I, I just, I, I hit the streets every Thursday and Friday. Well, every day, basically I'm on, you know, again, I'm not holier than anyone. Mm-hmm. I just know if it wasn't for people reaching out and doing for me what I'm doing for others, I wouldn't be sitting here. Yes. The power of the mm-hmm. Holy spirit. Yes. Of course. It's all God always gets the glory, mm-hmm. but he uses people. Yeah. That's part of his plan, not, chooses, not our he plan. Yeah. He, yes. Actually, that's John 15, 16. We didn't choose him, but he chose us and appointed us to bear fruit that mm-hmm. would abide. Mm-hmm. And there's very free, there's no greater fruit that abides mm-hmm. than leading someone to the Lord. Actually, scripture mm-hmm. says he is wise who captures souls. Now, that's a hard word, but in the Hebrew, it means to help someone come into the family. It's a capture, mm-hmm. yes, because guess what? We've been we have been uh, uh, kidnapped. We have been taken Sin has just caused this big rift between where we're at right now and where God wants us to be. And we need individuals to, with the power of the Holy Spirit, to breach, to be that person who who, who's, who crosses over. So, mm-hmm. so the most important thing is finding another individual, preferably a Christian, yeah. who's working through it. Because what I do with our guys, uh, I'm part at the way, but and uh, you know, and I also have. Um, we also have different Bible studies, you know, just because mm-hmm. uh, for some of us, uh, we, we, we just need just, just, just more intensive time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding an individual that, um, is, is, is not, not Pollyannic. Um, in other words, it's not, um, pie in the sky. Like it's all okay. Praise God. I'm going to pray oh, once and okay. it's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, but you don't want to have the chicken little, the sky's falling. I'll never get better. I've been doing this since middle school. Like we have guys, mm-hmm. you know, and there's my age, you know, I'm 62. Um, I'm actually, it's not giving away confidence because, uh, or, 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 or the, or outing in the anonymity, but one of our elders, our oldest elder, mm-hmm. um, um, uh, at our last worship night, he gave his testimony. Yeah. Public declaration. So this is mm-hmm. not any confidence giving away anything because I value and I strongly abhor, I strongly uphold yeah. anonymity and confidentiality. Mm-hmm. So here's an 80 some odd year old man, one of our elders standing in front of the congregation talking about his porn addiction and how the yeah. Lord over the years has has ministered to him mm-hmm. and uh and and so so the nuts and bolts of what you're asking mm-hmm. is simply this finding another individual who who's actually working on it who's honest mm-hmm. and who is forthright and working through scripture and being honest and being accountable mm-hmm. and uh, what whatever other there are little means you know people can put stuff on their phone but mm-hmm. the problem with any kind of electronic device um it, it, it's it's all that does is the speed bump to slow down yeah and so unless you're dealing with the root mm-hmm. all of us have roots there are basic roots i mean it's it's very simplistic just to say sin yes mm-hmm. but but the sin of pornography, um, without delving too much into theology, the th- the sin of theology or the the, the, the <laughs> sin, sin of pornography, yeah, yeah. Of, of pornography really comes down to um, sinning, being an adulterer against God. Hmm. So mm-hmm. once we receive Christ, we become betrothed to him. We become the bride of Christ. Yeah. And so what pornography does, the enemy of our soul knows he cannot hurt God, mm-hmm. but how he can 
well, straight up against him, but he knows how he can put a thorn in God's side is yeah. by hurting his children. Mm -hmm. And one of the best ways that he knows is the the sin of adultery. And mm -hmm. we don't understand this, but basically, as simplistically, as as basic as I can say it is this. Once you're a believer and we pursue the lust of the flesh, that's a fancy way of just saying we just want to self-gratify. Yeah. Um, we are immediately, every time we go down that route, we're not trusting God. We're not looking at him as our, yes, mm -hmm. for some guys who've never heard this, as our husband, as 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 we are the bride, he is the groom. Mm -hmm. And um, as soon as we deviate and we go to please ourselves, we are stepping out on God. And every time we do that, there's, there's a, a, God cannot bless disobedience, hmm. but the reverse corollary is God cannot not bless obedience. Uh -huh. So yeah. that's according to his word. So when we stand in the gap, okay, what, 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 what does it say? Uh, 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 um, 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 first Peter five, eight, uh, um, 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 flee, flee, ah, man, normally. I do not have that one memorized. So yeah, well, it's a, it's, it's, look it up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to look that up real quick. Yeah. Um, but, 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 but what gets me, what, what, um, it's well, really the devil I guess one. One, while you're looking that up, um, any of you who are listening and being yeah, like, I really need to find that person. Yeah. Um, like if, if you're in a community group and you're already having that kind of conversation, yes. but also the most excellent way is available for yes. that. We have men who, who understand this. Mm -hmm. And so, this is uh, the scriptures, First Peter five eight, yeah. and then he starts with be sober minded. Now, now that just does it. That means being lucid. That that means being clear headed. That means yeah. thinking properly. Be watchful. We have to be looking because uh, I'll just first read the scripture and then we'll like, break it down. Be sober minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Now wait for it. Here it comes. Resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of sufferings are being experienced by your brothers throughout the world. Mm -hmm. Now, that's an amazing thing. That's why we need companionship. That's why mm -hmm. we need another individual. Ecclesiastes tells us that the cord of three is not easily broken. Yeah. Well, that's me. You're my accountability. But who's that third one? You know it. Yeah, the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You know that. Mm -hmm. And so we are joined in the spiritual family. So when you and I take that being sober-minded of saying, okay, and being honest, because that's also sober means you're, you're honest. You're, you have clear thinking and saying, mm -hmm. I have these feelings. I want to self-gratify. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So here's my choice. I know what scripture says because I'm cheating on God. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to cheat on God. Mm -hmm. You know, I pray, I call up Jacob. Um, I, I, I still have, I still have accountability guys. Mm -hmm. I'm married and I still deal with, 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 with lustful thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Job 31, one says, um, I have made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully yeah. after a virgin or a young woman, depending on your translation, yeah. what, what, what you're reading. And that's an amazing thing because God is all about covenants. Because mm -hmm. we are, once we come into the family of God, we're covenanted with him. We are his bride. That's the ultimate covenant mm -hmm. right there. And what we don't understand is, um, so First Peter 3, 7 puts it this way. Uh, talks about how husbands need to treat their wives with understanding. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because if we don't, our prayers will be hindered. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Now, this is not a big stretch, you know, so, 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 especially for my, you know, one of my exegesis uh, professors will say, hey, wait, that's just don't misapply the scripture. Don't get all <laughs> spirituality on it. Mm-hmm. But when we look at the premise of our prayers being hindered, if I'm not treating my wife correctly, Mm-hmm. And I'm the bride of Christ. And if I'm not treating myself correctly, according to God's word, then my prayers are hindered because of the simple fact that I'm doing an injustice to what God says is holy. Yeah. And so it's not, it's, it's not eisegesis. It's, 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 it's a good exegetical understanding of an application that looks at the scripture and says, yes, if I am the bride and if I am stepping out, then God, I'm hindering my own prayers. Mm-hmm. But if I take the stand, when he says, stand firm in your faith, that's also Isaiah 7, 9, where he says that unless you are firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. So standing in our faith, first off, it's believing. Oh, what, what is it? It's Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, the evidence of things not yet seen. And when we have a, a brother that we call up, um, I have multiple guys uh, just because you don't want to wear out a guy. Yeah. You know, you just like, because sometimes it's not just um, the one issue, because mm-hmm. none of us deal with one issue. Um, all of them, all of them I have wish. a root. I, I wish it was that simple, <laughs> but we have everything because we're guys. Yeah. Guys deal with self-worth, money, uh, uh, um, family, uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, positional, like, you know, like when we're talking to one another, what do we say? Hey, how you doing? If I don't know you, Jacob, mm-hmm. within the first two sec, uh, within the first two yeah. questions, what do you do? Yep. Mm-hmm. And okay, if you're a student, great. That's, that's a good cover. I mean, it really is. You're in school. You're going to study. But even if that, and someone delves deeper, well, what are you stuttering? Stutter, stuttering. Uh, what are you studying? And you say English lit. You know, like, oh, really? Why don't you be a doctor? Why don't you be a lawyer? Why don't you go make some money? You know, you're like, no. <laughs> Writing books is pretty good, dude. If I want to be a teacher. Yeah. You know, but you know what I mean? Yeah. We judge one another. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I think one of the hardest things for men with dealing with pornography it's one thing it's being honest and the mm-hmm. best way to be honest is to find a brother that you trust mm-hmm. and reach out and saying hey i'm struggling because i'm gonna tell you one thing i will give you i will give you some statistics okay 90 over 90 percent okay and actually i'll say 100 because all have fallen short of the glory of god romans 323 tells us yeah. that so all men are lustful creatures yeah mm-hmm. all men are lustful creatures mm-hmm. so I'm, so the most important thing is to find a mature believer to, mm-hmm. and not chronologically, but just someone who has strong faith, mm-hmm. who's he, trust me, he's also struggling and to have a partner. Yeah. Will be beneficial. It will ways. be beneficial because when you're weak, I could be strong mm-hmm. and vice versa. And guess what? It's been times when I've called up guys because of the power of the Holy spirit and they're struggling that night too. They're going, oh, dude, me too. Yeah. And we prayed, we went, watched a movie, hung out, we just talked, we got some other guys go, hey, why don't we, and this has been like the, the one of the most powerful things when we go, hey, should we reach out to, because we're awkward, right? We, yeah. we, mm-hmm. and we go, ah, ee, and you know, and we call up a, yeah, oh, dude, yeah. And, and we pray and it's an amazing thing because prayer is powerful, prayer mm-hmm. works. So in essence, be honest, get, get accountable, find, yeah. find one, mm-hmm. just start with one. Mm-hmm. You don't have, you don't, don't have to come to the way, mm-hmm. but if you don't have anyone and you're looking for someone every Tuesday night yeah. um, from seven to nine, we're available. Okay. And that's at Morningstar. Morningstar. Yes, sir. South Sanctuary. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you uh, so much, Tom. 
uh, for coming on the podcast, for sharing uh, the scriptures with us, sharing um, your wisdom and what God has done in your life. I really <laughs> I'm more of a it. wise guy than a wise <laughs> man, but all right. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. Um, and real quick, I just wanted to... Um, I know there are also uh, women out there who struggle with porn. Yes, um, yes, and yes. we talked a lot about men. Um, yes, well, thank because you. we're both men. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yes, statistics but, are, are very high. So the women are seventy plus percent. Yeah. So seventy to eighty percent of all women deal with some form of pornography, whether mm-hmm. it's romance novels and or just just uh, what would you and I would construe as pornography. Yeah. Um, images and digital, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, you know, we the cool thing with the most excellent way is we segregate men and women, mm-hmm. so we don't talk openly yeah yeah and you know in mixed gender and so yes we have individuals we have gals and guys you know separately mm-hmm. who yes or were there to help out mm-hmm. and um uh, thank you for bringing that up so that that is uh we're really blessed that i think you're going through biblical counseling correct yeah. mm-hmm. and so we have uh um two individuals who already gone through it and who's on our staffers and one is my beautiful bride mm-hmm. Hello. congratulations yeah thank you very much <laughs> and that's a you know joel 225 says that god will restore the years that the locusts have eaten and so um being divorced going through things missing out on stuff Mm -hmm. um we we think oh i've lost so much i can never get back Mm. he's restored so much he's redeemed Mm -hmm. he's brought in stuff um the family the uh um the bride the, the the whole dynamic again and so i'm here to testify that God is the God of restoration Amen. and redemption. Mm-hmm. There, none of us is ever too far broken or involved in any sin or any behavioral issue yeah. that God cannot use and restore us from for his glory. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. That's a good word to end on. Um, thank you so much for listening. Tom, real quick, where can people find you around Morningstar? Like what services are you normally at? Or- I'm at both services. Okay. And so uh, you can go on, on our website and mm-hmm. or email me at Tom at mstar.church. There you go. There it is. I'll put it in the show notes. There it yep. is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And so they're the most excellent way Tuesday nights. We talked yes. about that. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you're at men's discipleship. Yes. Which is every Thursday night. Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Yeah. And I'm available for, um, I don't counsel with women. So yeah. I do only same gender counseling, but uh, I have ladies um, who on, on our staff mm-hmm. who would counsel with the women and any guy who wants to call up and, or can call the church office can call yeah. or, or email me. And we, we would set up a time for counseling mm-hmm. and, uh, or just meeting in general, just to have yeah. coffee, mm-hmm. you know, first time is on me. There I'll, I'll, I'll buy a go. cup of coffee and listen to anyone's testimony. Mm-hmm. And, and especially if there's anyone listening, mm-hmm. I know you got to wrap this up, there you go. but bottom line is this. Um, one of my, I, can I just read one of my favorite scriptures? Please do. Okay. Um, I just, um, Uh, are you going to spoil the reference before you get there? (laughs) Is it it a secret? It's always a secret with me. Uh, okay. I I don't think that's quite the case. No, it's not. Uh, it's like, why isn't my phone not working? Praise God. This is a brand new phone. And you know, the wild thing, it keeps on asking me for my password whenever I click Mm. to back into an app. And Jim just said, well, you know, you need to do. Jim Smith. Yeah. Um, uh, um, he goes, well, you know, you, n- you need to put in the password, Tom. And I said, 
And I just say, okay. And, uh, and so I, that's what I have to do now. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Uh, uh, Jim Smith was on an earlier podcast episode too. Really? Uh, yeah. He, if you, um, go back a couple, oh, probably four or five by the time this comes out, um, episodes, you'll see him there. Uh, we had a great conversation. Uh, yes. Recommend that to anyone who hasn't listened to that as well. Here we go. Okay. Finally, please work this time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, okay. I'll just say my password. So that's, um, <laughs> yes there we go yes praise god ah <sighs> so this is my life verse i didn't want to mess this up i want to start it up a little bit earlier because okay. so paul's talking about himself here this is um out of the pastoral so this is out of there's three books in the pastoral epistles yeah. first second timothy and titus mm-hmm. um no the pastorals okay. are just, okay. just three um and so he says this um beginning in verse 13 he goes, though formerly I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed with me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Hmm. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners mm-hmm. of whom I am the foremost. Mm. Here we go. For the unsaved individual out there. But I received mercy for this reason, mm-hmm. that in me, as the foremost sinner, the worst of the worst, mm-hmm. Jesus might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. Mm-hmm. The gospel, the good news is as simple as this. Yeah. Jesus came to save all of us sinners, mm-hmm. the worst of the worst. It doesn't matter where you're from. I spent a lot of years locked up. I was a really bad guy, and he saved me. There is nobody so far removed from Jesus that what he did at the cross covers everything. Amen. There is no forgiveness. There cannot be any kind of forgiveness without the shedding of blood. That's Hebrews 9.2, sorry. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's, it's, it's an impossible thing to understand, but God, who doesn't need us, created us to have relationship with us, mm-hmm. and the only way that we can ever have relationship with God is simply turning to Jesus and believing and trusting in him. And if you've never done that, it's real. I hate the word simple, but it's as simple as this Mm -hmm. that just say, Jesus, I believe who you are. I need you in my life and I'm turning from my old ways and I'm receiving you today as my Lord and as my savior. And if that's you, send either me or Jacob an email or a text. Mm-hmm. We'd love to pray with you. Yeah. We'd love to get you plugged in. And yes, I am biased, but we have an awesome church <laughs> that we can plug you in. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tom. Um, if that is resonating in your heart, please do not hesitate to reach out um, in any way, even if you're like, just call in the office anyway. Yeah. Talk to someone, you know, who's a believer. Um, yes. And so, yeah, thank you so much for listening family. Um, if you have a moment, make sure to subscribe so you can keep getting notifications. Um, and that also helps Google know that our podcast uh, is there a little more. So it makes it easier for other people to find when they're searching for it. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Tom and have a absolutely wonderful week family. Bye. Love you. Thanks for tuning in to the Morning Star podcast. Join us again next time as we display God's handiwork and encourage you to live a Jesus first life. <laughs>